Hello everyone and welcome, welcome back to So Here's What We Did, where we have candid conversations about modern and mindful parenting. I'm Angela and today I'm joined with my very strong and handsome husband, Saru. Want to say hello, babe? Yo, what's up, y'all? Strong and handsome, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, today we're going to be talking about creative ways to get to know your child. Um, One of the reasons why I feel like this is so important as a parent um, is because our kids are they're growing up. They're growing up so fast. Um, what do you think about getting to know your children? You know, I think it's the, the most important thing you can do. You know, I think as, as human beings, and a lot of times I revert back to, you know, what we should do as human beings and not just uh, parents and children, but that's what we should do in life. We should spend our time getting to know each other because that's the, the, the wealth that we bring to this world. Absolutely. I have a few reasons why I feel like this is important, and I want to kind of dive into each of those individually for clarity. Um, my number one reason why I feel like it's important to get to know your child is because our the time we have with our children is so limited. I think I read somewhere that there's probably 18 summers that you have with your child before they go off to college or trade school or they get their own apartment. And when you really think about it that way, it makes it seem so small. What do you think about having, you know, such a short period of time to spend with your kids? You know, it's funny you brought that up because when I, when I was a teacher, not so much as an administrator, still as an administrator, but when I was a teacher, I always told kids, when you separate the different portions of your life, you have, you know, roughly... 13 years that you'll spend in school and then you know you might have 60 70 years as the rest of your life so you know kind of what you're talking about this thing as far as getting to know your kids I looked at it the same way as a student you have 13 years to do your best and if you take care of that 13 years more than likely those 60 70 years in the future will be kind of easy but if you waste the opportunity to pack in and do well with those 13 years, you're going to struggle those other 70 years. And so what makes more sense to you? Working this small piece of time or, you know, having to work the rest of your life because you didn't take care of the things in their right place. Right, right. I can think back to a time in my life when I was a working mom and my son was in daycare. He went to a small Baptist daycare center and we We vetted them very well. We interviewed the staff and it seemed as though I was getting up at like 4.30 in the morning to get my son ready to go to daycare and we would drop him off at 6.30 so my husband could head to work and then I would get ready to go to work. And then based on our schedules, we would pick him up every day at about what, 6 o'clock, 5.30, 6 o'clock? Right before they closed. Right. And it seemed like those few hours when we got home, that was the time when we took every opportunity to to get to know him because truly and honestly at that time the daycare workers knew more about about him than we did or we had those times you know that the times that i love where you know the times where he would be fed you know what i'm saying and it's like we just got this little bit of time to kind of stare at each other to look at each other and you only get just a couple minutes of that you know through this whole span of time you know, how we treasure that getting to love each other's faces and smells and, and, and different sounds that, you know, our children mm-hmm. make. And I remember that being one of the reasons that really 
encouraged me to want to stay home and to be a full-time stay-at-home mom and homemaker because I felt like I was having to ask his teachers and they were sweet and kind. This is in no way a sign of disrespect for workers in the daycare industry, but I was having to ask them things about, well, how was his day? What did he like? Uh, what made him smile? Or they were sh sharing different little things. Oh, he really loves this toy. He loves this <laughs> toy. And, you know, we really like when he does this or he when he does that. And I was grateful because we had such a great relationship with the staff there. But I really wanted to experience those things firsthand myself. Because it was such a race. You know, you know kind of as you were saying earlier, you still got to live. You know, aside from being a parent, you still got to be a human being yourself. And, you, you know, there's a part of it where you're trying to be in a relationship, a part of it where you're trying to be, you know, a parent, and then a part that you still got to be, you know, who you were before you even got in this relationship. So when you look at, okay, I'm getting home at six o'clock, I'm going through nothing more than a race of you go make bottles for tomorrow. I'm going to go ahead and start food. Go ahead and, 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 and rock the boy for a second, you know, so he doesn't get upset along the way. And it's nothing short of a race just to get ready for tomorrow. Right. And you're missing out on those very, very important opportunities to learn about your child, which leads me to reason number two why this is so important. It's because they're constantly changing. I can think like even right now from our, our almost 10 year old, our 12 year old to our 14 year old, they are changing so much. Things that I thought, oh, I know this is his favorite. Mom, I really don't even like that anymore. <laughs> and I'm thinking, when did that happen? Right. <laughs> you know, a part of it is, is because, you know, not only do our tastes change, but our kids are, you know, especially during those, those first years, they're trying to figure out who they are. In, in this whole scheme of things, we force all of these foods down their throat, this music, these colors. We put them in the clothes that, you know, for the most part, we want them to wear. Mm -hmm. And at some point in time, they start to understand, oh, okay, that's rice. I like rice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. It's not that you're just giving me food and it's not just that I'm eating because I'm hungry. But I'm starting to understand, well, you know, I might not despise this sort of thing. But I really like this other right. stuff. And how can we spend more time with you giving me that stuff I like? Right. Because they're forming their tastes. That's they're right. forming their preferences. Number three, knowledge of your child will guide your shared decision making moving forward. And I think this is one of my favorite ones. It's because when you get to know your child on an intimate level where you have really sat down and just listened to what they have to say, you know how they feel, you will be able to have a heightened level of insight moving forward and making decisions and making decisions with your child. Well, because the first part of it is giving your child that opportunity to experience different things. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the things that they may like might not necessarily be the things that you like, but we have to, you know, almost give them like a, a, an appetizer platter to where they can say, you want these mozzarella sticks, you want this, you know. <laughs> Why so, is everything about food? I, I, because I haven't eaten hungry? yet. I, I think I might be just a tad bit hungry. Um, you know what I'm saying? So they have to have that opportunity to try baseball, to try this, to try that, and to be able to say, you know what, I tried it and I didn't really like it, or I tried it, give me some more of it. Mm -hmm. Very, very well said. And finally, um, number four, getting to know your child or your children 
creates an impenetrable bond that will benefit you both through challenges. And I think I, I take it back. I think this might actually be my favorite one because there's so many different stages in life and some of them are just, gosh, you know, they're, they're sad. I mean, they can be exciting, they can be sad, but there's different stages in life where you're gonna want to have this very strong bond with your child. And we already talked about all the things that get in the way of that work and school and things that you are responsible. But I want to know that I have created this strong link between my children and I before they go off into the world. Because that's the time that we get to pour into our kids. We get to pour into them. Okay, here's where, you know, in my own life, I fell short. You know, you're going to come across these different time frames to where you're not going to feel as confident. You're not going to feel as strong. Well, here's how I dealt with those exact same situations so that the the experiences that experiences that they go through in the future, they can say, you know, my dad talked to me about failing at something, about not living up to his expectations and how he recovered from it. So it's the things that we help our kids to understand moving forward that this is how you can deal with disappointment because we're all going to be disappointed. We're all going to fall out of a relationship where we thought we were so in love with somebody. Mm -hmm. We're all probably going to lose that job that we thought meant the most to us. We're all going to, you know, not to, to bring back my dirty laundry, but I've lost a car, uh, a like. You know, I've only had one love, that's you. Um, <laughs> but I've lost a like. I've lost so many different things that at that time meant the most to me. And I had to recover from that, recover through that, and still be able to get up the next day and deal with whatever the circumstances are in front of me. That was sweet, babe. I got to steal a little sugar on that one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes me think about... Um, I was recently at the dentist and I was getting my cleaning and the hygienist was telling me that he had purchased his first home. And he said it like a, with a little bit of like, almost like the tone of apology in his voice. He's like, well, my parents helped me do it. You know, they helped me get the loan. And, and I said to him, you know, as I saw his shoulders kind of slump, and I was like, no, that is such an honor and a pleasure. Like yeah. I can't wait to be in that position where my kid is purchasing their first home and I can help them. I can help them with their down payment. I can help them move in. I can, you know, clean your house before you're ready to move in. Right. I want to do that for you. And he's like, I explained to him, I said, you'll always be your mother's baby. And he's like, yeah, well, I'm a 29 year old baby. And I'm like, you don't even understand. This is what, this is that bond we're talking about. We want you to call us. We want to have that connection with you that lasts through high school, through college, through your first right, like right, <laughs> or right, love, right. through you being a homeowner, through you even moving to another state. We want that. And this is why getting to know each other is so important. And that's what I, I was telling boy number one. I was like, you know, yes, when I pass away, I want to leave you something. But more important, I want to leave it to you now. I want to do all of the things that you can struggle with in your life. I don't want to do it for you, but I do want to give you a leg up. 
I, I want to help you to start the process of home ownership. I want to help you through this process. You know, that first year of being marriage can be very complicated, even though with me, it was the best time <laughs> ever. But yeah, He's messing with me, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a time that you need someone, you know, not necessarily to do things for you, but for advice. Because I think as people, especially as parents, we think we know what's best for our kids. And, and for the most part, that's never the truth. We know that we should be there to help them with the things that they struggle with, which are not necessarily the things that we think they should be doing. And so, you know, in a particular case of having a home, it may be time for them, might, might not be time for them. But if they come to me and say, I'm trying to experience this, I want to be in a position to where I can help them however they need that assistance. Right, right, right. Well, that takes us to the meat and potatoes of this conversation that we're having. What are ways that we can foster this relationship? What are creative ways that we can utilize to get to know our children? Number one on my list is to play without preconceived notions. Like I have a a pet peeve and it's a little soapbox that I have. (laughs) I do not like the overemphasis of making every single thing educational right academically everything doesn't have to be about let's 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 teach you your colors let's hide you know this lesson this academic lesson in play sometimes you 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 want to play just to get to know how creative your child is maybe you can tell me who you want mommy to be let's play pretend who do you want daddy to be right where are we going to go today what do you think You know, I think that's very important because, you know, as a parent, we need to understand a a large portion of how academically uh, smart, let's say, that our kids are is based on the number of words or the vocabulary that we use with our kids. Mm -hmm. And, And that's something that we're going to do on a daily basis. So if you're making sure that you have a, you know, that your vocabulary is increasing more than likely, from an academic standpoint, your kids are going to be all right. Mm-hmm. So understanding that, you don't have to make everything about learning this lesson. Sometimes it can just be, like you said, learning who you are and having that rich conversation with them mm-hmm. and, and making sure that for the most part you're speaking with correct English, then your kids are going to echo and repeat those same things. So when it comes to how they write and what they're writing about, it's, it's going to be easy for you to take care of that. And you don't have to worry about everything that you're doing being, you know, full of academics because it already is. Right. I think the thing that frustrates me the most and what I'm hearing you say is it, it makes me think about an example when I was trying to get boy number one to eat more vegetables. He's our notoriously picky eater. And I remember we were making these pizzas with like toasted English muffins and we put the, the marinara, the pizza sauce, and then the cheese. So I would read in a magazine, I'm always reading something. It said, well, put a little bit of shaved or shredded carrots underneath the cheese in with the marinara. That's a great way to sneak vegetables in. And I tried that and he discovered it. And I swear it created a distrust (laughs) that's lingering in this home to this day. He knew it. Right. And I feel like that's how it is when parents are playing with kids and, 
you know it's not really play. You're just trying to teach them because as we discussed before, some people feel like if your child is academically uh, successful, that you are successful as right. a parent. It's very, very distrustful. It's There's a preconceived notion, and it's not really honest, to be, to be honest. <laughs> you have to be authentic mm -hmm. to your kids because, you know, the thing about truth is it exists in the lines in your face. It exists in the tone in your voice. And because your kids may not, you know, at the time understand the words that you're saying, they are understanding the facial signs that you're making. They understand when you're lying. Mm -hmm. I remember when boy one was born, he came in, he was hungry. The nurse said, uh, he's ate enough. And my son looking at me like, you fool, don't you understand? I'm looking like I'm hungry. I sound like I'm hungry. I'm about to fight you like I'm hungry. He was a baby. And he was a couple days old. Yeah. But he already knew the things that were important to him. And it didn't matter what was inside of any book. And I went to that nurse and said, look, if you need to go get your supervisor, go get your supervisor. But if you don't get me another uh, uh, little jar of food, it's going to be a situation. You know what I'm saying? Because... Right. For the most part, our kids early on, they know who they are. Mm -hmm. That They understand I I'm new in this world. This is the stuff I want. And if you're going to help me get it. Forever fighting for you since day one. From day <laughs> one, forever fighting for you. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. Again, again. That's it. That's it. Number two, ask them questions. And I don't mean, how is your day? Um, what did you do at school today? I mean really really creative deep unique questions and they can even be kind of humorous i love these lists that they have all over pinterest and they can be used for spouses or people right. that you're dating and it's it's something like if you could have a store what would you sell and you wouldn't believe the little tidbits of of knowledge that you can glean from asking your kid those types of questions as a parent we need to shut up. <laughs> we need to get off these soapboxes thinking that we had. I oh, was just, just oh, you the <laughs> We need to stop thinking that, you know, our duty in life is to give these, you know, 19 minute soliloquies to our kids. You know, I've been ever since I've seen do the right thing. I've been wanting to use the word soliloquy. Yes. Um, but. We need to ask open-ended questions. Mm -hmm. We don't need to ask our kids true, false, maybe type questions. Because if you ask that type of question, that's the kind of question you're going to get. But if you give an open-ended answer, they can't answer. Um, so what you do in math class today? Yes. Eh, it don't fit. Mm -hmm. So it, it forces them to talk more about what's going on. How did you feel when this happened? Mm -hmm. You know, giving them an opportunity, but also setting up a stem that's going to lead to them having that conversation. Right. And that can be a learning activity for the parent as well. And it, it's hard. Um, there are times that I will try and ask my kid these questions that we're talking about. And, I'll, and it's hard to kind of reframe your brain. I will ask him things like, okay, tell me something that made you smile today. And I'll see his brain will kind of like, you know, he'll look up into the left like he's really thinking. He's like, oh, you know, I smiled today when uh, I got to read the uh, Pledge of Allegiance on the announcements. One of the biggest things, and this is, you know, a, a skill you need to have for your whole life, is reflection. Mm -hmm. You know, 
whether you're being the person you want to or not, whether you're trying to get better or not, if you can't reflect on what you've done and how you've gotten there, Mm -hmm. then you'll never grow. Mm -hmm. So teaching your kids to look back and to give feelings Mm -hmm. or emotions based on what they were doing at a certain piece of time is teaching them to reflect, Mm -hmm. which is one of the the strongest life lessons we have. That's good stuff, man. Right. And one of the other questions that I love with boy two and boy three specifically is, Tell me what your favorite part of today was. And for boy three, it's it's recess, <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't really make me feel feel great <laughs> um, about his day. But that's his favorite his part of school. I would say his favorite part of school was recess. Yeah. And then you know, boy two might say something along the lines, "Well, I really liked after school. I got to go to the art lab." Right. And then sometimes that can be used as another tool. What was your least favorite part of the day? And uh, for some people, it may be the bus ride mm-hmm. and then you can kind of say well what what went on on the bus ride and that can really be a a, a very um important glimpse into what's you know things where you might need to intervene because that that gives us a way of figuring out you know this conversation of getting to know our kids they may not know what's wrong with them mm-hmm. but asking these types of questions helps you as a parent to figure out where do i need to support my child where do I need to give them or where do I need to help them to problem solve? Or where do I, as a parent, need to step in and say, hey, you know, whether it's the principal, the the bus driver, whatever the case may be, I need your assistance in this. Mm-hmm. Or it may even be just helping them navigate a relationship. OK, right. there's going to be pushback in life That's and right. we don't want to solve all the problems for them. But we do want to say, well, this is a way that you can go about this. Right. This is a way where you can um, help. Uh, strengthen this strained relationship you may be having with your friend or classmate number three moving along schedule alone time with your child and this is something i really like this is very special to me when we were living in another state i would schedule alone time with my with boy two because boy one had gone to school and he was having a really hard time and we would just go to like a local burger joint a ma and pa burger joint and it would just be he and i and I have the sweetest pictures and we would have this burger and he would go in and order his burger on his own and fill up his own drink. And we would just have the best little conversations. And granted, he was, what, three, I think. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, gosh, I am. That is such a rewarding thing just to hear them explain things and their vocabulary and their way and what their goals are right. and what they want to do or what worries them. It's wonderful. You know, because kids are always competing. And if you have all of your kids together, they may be competing to the the largest piece of, of meat or chicken, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> that, that's in the plate. The Lord of the Flies. The Lord of the Flies, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. They're competing to get their thoughts out. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're having conversation, you know, they may go to whole conversation that weren't fast enough or loud enough to have their words to be said. So when you're able to take your kids away then there's no competition, no competition, mm-hmm. and they can feel comfortable to let it, you know, organically come out of them, mm-hmm. and they can spend that time thinking about whatever you're saying to them, and then they can process it, and then speak their thoughts, and know that they ain't gotta, you know, compete with the other kids right. to get their their thoughts out on time. You know, just in the conversations that I had, you know, looking at today, 
I was with boy one. We're riding down the street. We had a million conversations that, you know, for whatever reason, us being at home, we didn't have. So we're able to talk about, okay, these are the things that you want to make sure you don't take for granted. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing we talked about that I thought was, you know, such an awesome thing was to think about at some point in time, you know, you're going to be on your deathbed and there's going to be, you know, someone telling you, you have three days left, three months left, six months left or whatever. And then you have to look at your life. Mm -hmm. And so when you look back at your life, are you going to say, I regret doing this? I regret doing that. Or do you have enough confidence to take risks to do all the things that you feel like, you know, are going to make your life whole. So when you come to that time, hopefully, you know, a hundred years old, you can look back at your whole life and say, I don't have any regrets. Right. Right. Oh, wow. That's really sweet. Another thing I feel like that's very much akin to is something I think is shared between fathers and daughters. I've heard people talk about, you know, taking their, their daughters out on dates in quotation marks. I'm saying dates. And one of the things that's about that are that it teaches the young lady how she should be treated as she moves into her courtship years. And by the father taking the daughter out and opening the door for her, um, letting her order first, you know, pulling out her chair, she is in turn learning how a young person or a young man or a young lady should treat her in, in return. Right. And I think that's another uh, really valuable thing to get out of spending that alone time with right. your children, specifically oh, sure. if you have daughters. And I, even, sure. even with, with boys, I, I feel like that's a good way for them to get comfortable with the opposite sex as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, hopefully boys in your home will see. You know, the way that your dad treated your mom mm-hmm. and the love and, the, you know, the care that went into it. And hopefully that becomes a role model, you know, moving forward. Yes. Moving forward, number four, quietly observing. As my husband was saying earlier, just be quiet. Stop with all the talking or the soliloquy. Is that the word you use? Yeah. And just the quietly. Monologue, yes. A couple just words. quietly <laughs> observe. You know, when you're sitting at the dinner table, uh, we typically sit, I'm at, one end of the table my husband's at the other end and then our boys are around just you know kind of listen to them talk to each other what are they talking about how are they communicating with each other does there seem to be tension or strife between one more so than the other is one seem to be bonding with one more than the other how are they getting along and just listening to the things that they're interested in oh it's it's an it's an enlightening thing (laughs) Well, I think that's why it's so important to give our kids so many different experiences. Um, when I, you know, first got into sports, I was thinking, you know, I played basketball, so the kids would play basketball. But when I seen them around the basketball and how they shot the basketball, I could see very early on, this ain't they junk. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. This ain't what is comfortable to them. So I need to give them other experiences, and then I can continue to watch them and see, you know, are they are they grabbing it? You know, or is it still very foreign to them? And if they're grabbing it, I need to give them more experiences in that same line and to see if they continue to be comfortable with it. It's not what I'm making them do, but it's what they have a natural, you know, kind of gravitation to. Right. I know something that we did and that we still do to this day is just a parent watching their child sleep. And it's like you watch them, you're watching their breath and, you know, how they rest or what their favorite stuffy is. It's very much like that. When you just quietly observe them without having to 
infuse every conversation or every interaction with some lesson, you will in turn learn the lesson. For sure. you're learning about your child in a different way. For sure. And finally, this is the one that caught me by surprise. I'll be honest about it. Talking through technology. And the reason why I like that is because when our kids got phones and we went into the decision to give our kids phones uh, very cautiously. So after we made the decision that they would have phones, and we can talk more about that in another recording if you guys want. Let us know in the comments. Um, I was so surprised at the texts that my kids would send me or the TikToks or the videos. Man. And they were very... Mm. Enlightening. That's like my word for today. And I'm like, oh, and they're not all like little silly dances. I think everybody thinks that there is a lot of interesting information. And when they send things to me, I can talk to them about like, well, what about that? Did you like what made you send that to mommy? Tell me more about that. And and that's well, that, that's good right there. Meeting your kids where they're at mm -hmm. and not where you at. Right. Because. You know, I hate, I hate the cell. I <laughs> hate the cell phone. I really, I mean, I really don't like anything about it. And to be honest with you, you know, where you know, a little earlier on in my life, I was all about technology. And and you know, in my twenties and thirties, I, I could come across it really quick. I would understand it really fast. And I wanted to use it. And you know, thinking that you know, I kind of started before the internet. You know, dates myself <laughs> just a little bit. But um, my kids are going to experience life in a different way than I do. And I need to meet them. I need to understand them. I need to learn them so that I can meet them and have them tell me their story through their lens mm -hmm. and not through my lens. Because if it's not already their lens, they're not going to be comfortable with it. And I want them to be comfortable enough to help me to understand who they are and how I can better help them. Right. And even their choices in music. And sometimes that can be a little interesting. I'll just put it that way. If there's a song that they really like and you just take the time to listen to it, if they share it with you, take the time to listen to it. And just the lyrics can say yeah. so much and that can open up another conversation. It all comes down to these conversations that you want to have because that's the way you get to know someone. It's through this, this talking, this shared interaction. A lot of times the music my kids will send to me, I'll ask them why do they really like it and they'll tell me so much about it or it reminds them of a memory or when this person passed away, this song got them through it, or it makes them think about this thing that happened when we were moving or this thing that was happening at school. Once again, it's giving you that window into their world. So as we close, what are the things that, you know, if you're trying to get to know your child, which I'm hoping, you know what I'm saying? All parents are trying to do as you're trying to get to know your child, what will be your final words on it? I would say start by scheduling the alone time. There are so many different things that are pulling us in different directions. We were talking about work and school and daycare and then your schedule, sports. If you can schedule that alone time, and it can just be a picnic in the backyard, you guys can pack a lunch and just go out to the backyard, sit underneath a tree and just hang out, just talk and let them lead. Let them take the lead instead of it always being the adult taking yeah. the lead. I would say that's a great place to start with getting to know your child on a, on a different level. Uh, darling, y'all say this thing, uh, you grab. Where y'all get that from? 
you grab? Yeah. Oh, um, because we watched Sam Spetty on YouTube. It's, it's who? Sam Spetty. Sam Spetty. So, if I were to give some advice, it would be you grab. <laughs> and, and so, giving your kids, you know, to think about a box of chocolates. Let them try every single kind of chocolate because that's the only way you're going to find out what's special and has value to them. I would hate as a parent for you to give your kids a very limited amount of choices. Um, You know, I'm not a big fan of football, but if it turns out that one of my kids, you know, is very successful in it, they thrive in it, they love it, then I want to give them that opportunity to thrive in it. So... I want to make sure that I give my kids enough opportunities that they can find the things that 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 suits them, because more than likely, that's going to be what they'll be great in. I would much rather my kid to be great in something that I didn't like than to be average in something that I loved. So my final words are give your kids a, a large assortment of chocolates, of experiments uh, experiments of experiences and then let them start to grab let them start to tell you man dad i really like dinosaurs or i really liked you know running or i really like soccer and then once they start to tell you what they like and they might not like them forever but once they start telling you what they like you give them more experiences that send them down that lane so that while they're driving in their lane um they can start to feel more confident because it's special to them. Mm-hmm. That's right, babe. That's right. Well, guys, that's all for us today. I want to thank you, as always, for joining us and spending some time with us. We would love to know what ways that you intend to get to know your children. If you can maybe drop us a line on our website, which is www.sohereiswhatwedid.com. Hit us up in the contacts section. Again, my name is Angela and this is my husband, Saru, and we love you guys and we look forward to talking with you guys real soon. Bye. Later.